We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So the madness begins, but that's another sport. That's Thursday. It's free agency now. So I'll go chaos has begun. Okay. Because we're recording this on Tuesday. Yeah, and it's yeah. technically the tampering period, but we know once tampering starts, the deals will really come out. Yeah, and this is the first time that we've linked up in about a month too, right? I yeah, because Super Bowl Super Bowl Monday. We right, recorded. Valentine's Day. And then I haven't seen you since then. Right. So a lot of shit's been going on, a lot of chaos in sports, like you said, madness. Uh, real quick, I didn't really uh, tell you about this, but I'm not a I'm not a college basketball guy. Um, I don't really indulge. Haven't done a bracket in like three years. Just mm-hmm. kind of just um, it's not for me. Nine shit, okay. Yeah, I'll uh, I do like the first two days of the tournament. I think those are fun. Cause it's literally all day. It's literally yeah, it's you know, twelve hours. I don't, I don't bet it. Mm-hmm. Not gonna bet it. But it's fun to just have live sports on, and you know, I'll be, I'll be following Twitter, Boss, Eric, Marco, some of the guys, you as yeah. well. You guys are into college basketball, so if like some crazy shit goes on, it's like, yo, Gonzaga's down fifteen at half, and they're the one seed. I, I'll tune into right. that. But as far as just college basketball as a whole, I'm not really interested. Uh, what are your thoughts on the tournament? Is there any? Last year, congrats, you got Baylor. Yes. Uh, more secrets. <laughs> Look, it was here Gonzaga or Baylor. Like that was pretty much the consensus final, and that's what it was. Like two standout teams this year. There's a lot to pick from. Like, like I personally think Kentucky is the favorite, even though they're a two seed. But I think they're most loaded. But Gonzaga's once again there. Arizona has rebuilt. Arizona is the craziest team. Their team is filled with Africans and Europeans. I don't think they. Their top eight scorers are all international based. That's fire. Yeah, like, do they still got that coach that sweats a lot? No, no, no. He, uh, he the after all FBI stuff. Oh yeah, yeah he, I forgot about that. Them and LSU got well, hit the hardest. Well, this is how far back I'm talking. Yeah, right? like this, this is just like <laughs> that's Sean Miller. Just to paint the picture of my college basketball. Right, right. No, but he substance. he was recently fired. Like it wasn't too long. I think it was a year ago he got fired. Mm. Because Arizona, they, they couldn't even make the tournament last year. They were banned. So so now they're back in full force. Baylor's a one seed, but I think they're vulnerable. Uh, this is, by the way, Coach K's last year, and Duke is in the same region as Gonzaga, which would set up a crazy Elite Eight matchup. So, you know, I'm I'm always jam packed for college. Like I get hyped up for college. Yes, I absolutely love it, uh, and I think there's more parity. I think this is definitely gonna be one of the more difficult years. Last year, I think there were just two clear teams. This one, you can make a case for five or six of them because you know Kansas is up there as well. But I just the Kansas, the one team I'm never a believer in. It. Mm. Yeah, yeah, man, it's uh, it's. I wonder if people are buying. I haven't really looked at any betting trends mm-hmm. or just to see. I will say this. I know college basketball this time of year, especially March Madness with the brackets and stuff, mm-hmm. you get a lot of casual bettors. You get a lot of people that fill out their brackets because they're in their office or whatnot. And then you have a lot of alumni money that influences the numbers too. Mm-hmm. So it's something that you see time and time again. Some of these lines, they're overinflated. So like a Kansas game where if it wasn't, 
March Madness and it was just like a regular kind of game, maybe they'd be a 10-point favorite. Now they're probably a 15-point favorite. Wow. Because you have a lot of people that are never going to bet against their schools, mm -hmm. right? So you do get, you, you will see schools with big fan bases. They might have higher action on certain schools. So like maybe, maybe there's a lot of Duke money, yeah. but it's not that. Duke is a bad example because they, they're probably a contender, right? Yeah. You would say? I, got, I got going but, for you right now. Uh, so this, I think, actually is the first game Thursday. It's Colorado State, which is a sixth seed. They're one of the top mid-majors. They're playing Michigan. That's 11th seed. I assume Colorado State will be the favorite. But you, you look at Michigan, they're one of the bigger basketball schools. They got, they've got they had a lot of controversy after what Jawan Howard did yeah, about yeah, yeah. six weeks ago. So I think that might be an example where Michigan fans might influence the line against a mid-major like Colorado State that, you know, doesn't get much attention. That's exactly the kind of game that would influence the yeah. markets, especially six yeah. eleven is a trendy upset pick, right? And and, and also I think five twelve is a big one yeah. too. But that would be something where me as a bystander, mm -hmm. when I'm filling out my bracket, I'm probably picking Michigan. Mm -hmm. I'm like oh Colorado State, you know what I mean? Like I don't I don't know them like that, but right. I know of Michigan. Yeah, you know I actually bet the last time I bet college basketball in the futures was when they had Tim Hardaway Jr., Trey Burke. Um, Mitch McGarry. That was a I had them to win the Glenn, whole thing. Glenn Robinson's bro. kid. Yeah. I had them to win the whole thing. They had the white kid, Spike Albright. Remember him? <laughs> six for six in the first half. Got a Kate oh, Upton tweet. I, I remember that Trey Burke, he had a three against Kansas in Sweet 16. It yeah. was like 38 deep. Like, oh, man. So that was a fun squad. You, you have those teams at college basketball that everything kind of comes together and you have like two or three players that are memorable. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm. Beyond throw, but I could talk about it for an hour. Yeah. I'll, I'll leave it at that because we have more pressing matters, such as what has been just a ridiculous past two weeks in NFL land. Well, I, I think the the major story that we should address, and the one that we definitely need to talk about, in my opinion, is Brady coming back. No. Yeah, it's just between LeBron and Ronaldo, uh, why they have to do this? Because like, like you look at it, like I think Brady talked about LeBron dropped fifty four. And LeBron back-to-back back games, he dropped yeah. 50s. And then, obviously, Brady was at the Manchester game where Ronaldo scored a hat-trick. Fitting that the Glazers brought him in there against Tottenham. Okay, we have a vulnerable opponent. They can't stop anyone. Get Ronaldo to score a hat-trick. Maybe we'll inspire Brady. Obviously, this is, this is just light humor. Like I assume there's a lot of thought that went into Brady wanting to come back. But, man, 40-day retirement. I don't yeah. think we've ever seen this before. Maybe Nick Diaz. but <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was, I was talking to some people that... Um, I've gotten to know over the years that are former athletes in the NFL, and they say that after after their regular season ends, a lot of them want to retire, right? Like even if they're young guys, like right. never make a decision within the first like two three weeks. Now Brady was back home, and I know the really funny popular meme that's going around is like, "Oh, Brady was with his kids for six weeks, and he's like wants nothing to do with them." Yeah, obviously that's over exaggerated. Yeah. I think I. I think he looks at the landscape of the NFC, which was a big talking point that we were spotlighting mm -hmm. in the weeks building up to the, his decision and then when the rumors started to surface, where if I was Rodgers or Brady, and ironically enough, they're both going back to their teams, I would wait to see what happens because the idea of them going to AFC teams, for me, was always out the picture. Mm -hmm. Like I, I really thought that if Rodgers was going to go anywhere, he was going to retire if it wasn't mm -hmm. Green Bay. Personally, that's what, just what I thought. Right. And I think if you look at the landscape of the NFC, it's going to be weak this year. I don't think the Rams are going to be as good. They caught a lot of people by storm last year, played a second-place schedule. Mm -hmm. This year, they're going to have a first-place schedule. You're the defending champions. It's hard for you to repeat. Got a lot of guys that you got to make decisions on. Mm -hmm. uh, Andrew Whitworth just retired today. Mm -hmm. He put out a video. Oh, no, they've already lost players. Right, and they've lost players already. Corbett was the loss of Sebastian Joseph Day. Like, yeah. They got Brian Allen back, which is a key right. but we don't know about Von Miller. We don't know Von Miller. Odell's going to be out pretty much the whole year. Yeah, you get yeah. Robert Woods back, but uh -huh. McVay really hasn't committed to coming back as well, though. Chances no, no he, no, he has. Oh, he did? Yeah, he Oh, I missed that. Yeah, my bad. I, yeah. My bad. But I also think you you got what you wanted if you're the Rams, right? Mm -hmm. So I see some regression. They're still a contender, though. Yeah, they'll be a contender. Yeah. Um, then the Niners, if they move from Jimmy G, what is Trey Lance going to be? Mm -hmm. Seattle just got weaker. Arizona, I'm not really Seattle's not re Seattle's not relevant. Like, right, they're right. Not part it, it, to me, it's four teams in NFC right now. It's, it's, it's obviously Green Bay. You still put the Rams up there, and then it's – Either you want to put the Bucks or the Niners. Everyone else to me is, yeah. I, don't, I don't consider them to be Super Bowl team. Yeah, I think that's fair too. Yeah, I would the, agree with don't that. Don't even start with Arizona and Dallas is 
dwindling. No, no, we'll, we'll we'll talk about Dallas yeah. in just a second. But as far as Brady goes, you're coming off a season in which he strikes me as a guy that's super self-aware. He would never want to go out like Ben and Eli and Breeze where they're a shell of themselves and people see their demise. Right. They're just struggling week in, yeah, week out. Yeah, like it's it's not fun. Yeah. And and as a fan, you're like, damn, you know, I remember like they become a liability. Like Right, yeah. you're holding your team back. Yeah. Dude was a lot of people voted for him to be MVP. I mean he right? had a monster season too. Top in statistical categories. And yeah. you make that comeback in the playoffs like your team and if your team didn't have all the shit that went down with it between the injuries, the A B saga, the just a lot of things went down. Right. I think you're looking at this team completely different. Right. So they had Worfs, too. Worfs right. Was a big loss. So there's a lot there. So Brady's probably looking at it like he stepped away. Mm-hmm. He put out all the stuff that he put out. And and the key thing was he never really said, I'm retiring. It was just like him being thankful. It was very similar to the Aaron Rodgers, the right. two-week cleanse thing that he went on to. So Brady coming back, I know there is some investigations going down by a couple of sports books, whether or not people had insider information about him coming back. Because the Bucks were 40-1 to one to win the Super Bowl, Allen. Oh yeah, and then him coming back. There's only two teams ahead of them. What te- what two teams are ahead of them? If you had to guess, odds wise to win the Super Bowl, I say the Bills and the Chiefs. Bills and Packers. Okay, and then the Bucks come in at third. Damn, Chiefs are that low. Well, Chiefs are right after oh, them okay. with the Rams. Yeah. But but they went from forty to one, which to add context, that's where like Miami is. That's <laughs> where yeah. That's where Miami well, is. Going from Brady to G- Gabber or Trask, they'll do it to you. Right, yeah. right. Despite how bad the division might be. So I think Brady Oh, that just, division's yeah, really bad. So I think Brady sees that, and he's like, dude, I just had a monster season. I always wanted to play to 45. The game's changed. I'm not really getting blown up in the pocket for like a decade now. And I just think that he comes back, and I, I truly think this is his last year coming up. Yeah, that would makes sense because you just you wonder how much more he has as great as he's playing like you just don't know when that fall off will happen but yeah all the pieces are there and i think you just saw like how magical that second half was because there really was something with the way they came back in the game and just not to have that other drive like to me he was playing on the sidelines ticket we're gonna take this overtime if we win the coin toss i'm winning in this game and for the blitz not the workout cup to beat well i think it was winfield it's just it probably left a bitter taste in his mouth so for him to come back it's also a huge deal and it just had a huge influence on the organization like i thought ryan jensen was a goner ryan jensen is one of the highest demand free agents he's now back in tampa carlton davis is back in tampa uh, i believe godwin's gonna stay there like they've only really lost marpet retired and they lost alex kappa you know the Bengals finally got a guard something they really needed <laughs> two guard they, 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 oh, they, the, the Bengals are gonna have offensive lines so you hey go. you're, you're gonna be I, yeah. I'm, I'm, like, who doesn't love the Bengals but obviously you've been the Bengals brand for a while so I always will go to you with that but I think those are right now only real concerns like they still have things to maneuver like is Sue gonna come back in our year is JPP gonna come back but you know just the guards because Tampa really had like a, a lead offense line all these years, but you know they were going to get hit by free agency. But you know how they get these pieces back? Fournette as well, who was a huge piece, and Brady yeah. clearly trusts him. So uh, how Tampa Bay maneuvers around the cap is definitely something that we're going to continue to monitor within the next few days, even though we're seeing it now. Yeah, they also signed your boy Russell Gage. Yeah, I, I love that signing. I don't know how he fits there, but Russell Gage is someone that I call him like a poor man's Jarvis Landry. Like he's a very physical slot receiver. He does work in the you know middle of the field. Like he's somebody that you could depend on. So you know, kind of a weird fit with him and Godwin. But I think Godwin's a complete receiver. They'll make yeah. it work. And also until Godwin comes back, I think he'll thrive as a slot receiver for them because yeah. Godwin got hurt in November, late November, December. Yeah, I think is when he went so down. So he might be pushing it. Yeah. So yeah, you don't want to. You get a guy like like him. Maybe you push him back into into yeah. October, and then you see what this offense is like. But also, like with Tampa Bay, a lot of guys took pay cuts last year because they wanted to run it back one more right. time. Hey, right. But but it's hard for you to run it back another time taking less money. Like, yeah, you'll make an exception. Yeah. Like Mike Evans was a guy like that. Gronk was a guy like that. Like, I don't see those guys taking yet another pay mm-hmm. cut. So it's going to be fascinating to see. But Brady coming back, I mean, it's it's not it's not Breeze coming back. It's not Phillip Rivers coming back. It's a guy who is second 
in the MVP voting and to many people was the MVP. Yeah. yeah, I was talking to my buddy Sean about this, about like the top 10 quarterbacks in the league and how I would say, I would say, but this was before the Brady news, seven or eight of them are in the AFC. Besides Rodgers and Dak, like I can't think of any other NFC quarterbacks with top 10. I don't think Kyler is for me. I think the dip was very concerning and he's got work to do. But if you can name me another NFC quarterback besides press, like maybe Stafford, you could consider Stafford top 10 maybe, but you're pushing it. To me, it's just Rodgers and Dak. Hmm. And Dak, you can make an argument too. I think Stafford is a is you top, top okay. now. Yeah, yeah. Especially coming off that. Yeah. Uh, Stafford, Rodgers, Brady, yeah. So now Brady's involved. So now, yeah. So at least the NFC yeah, has right, more though. juice. Seven uh, of, yeah. of the Because you just see what the AFC has. It's like, oof. Yeah, so they they get Brady back, Tampa Bay, and they immediately become a contender once again. Where do you want to start with free agency, bro? Mm. I assume you, you spoke about Russ, right? That's kind of yeah, like, yeah. I touched on Russ last yeah. week, but I, I would love to get your thoughts on it. Can I give you mine? I don't. I don't we didn't really speak about yeah. this, but I had a uh, Kenny King shout to Kenny mm-hmm. King Jr. on the pod, and uh, we ran the podcast twice. Mm-hmm. Check out his stuff, Real Talk with Kenny. So. I don't think it's the same scenario as Stafford coming over. When Stafford went to the Rams and when Russ went to Denver, I don't think they're the same. Not at all. Because Russ is leaving, in my opinion, the best wide receiver duo in the league. Okay, yeah. Whereas Stafford didn't have that. So what I'm getting to is Russ wasn't playing with scrubs in Seattle where he's leaving to go to a better situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the team is better. Because Seattle's in a complete rebuild. But let's not pretend like DK Metcalf and Lockett weren't stud wide receivers. So he had the weapons. Whereas Stafford was leaving Detroit, and that team was just a dumpster fire Mm -hmm. as far as weapons goes. And then he goes, and all of a sudden he has Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, and all this offensive power. So for me, I think Russ is also going to a division where he's clearly, in my opinion, right now, as the players are currently playing, He's probably the third or fourth best quarterback. In yeah, division. there's no doubt about that. You went an interesting route. I was not expecting it. The reason why I don't compare the move with Stafford is just because Denver has not been in the playoffs for five years. Mm-hmm. And it's not like there's some budding Super Bowl team. Denver still has some work to do. Yeah. So that's like the Rams. They've been yeah, in the, the playoffs. The, Ram, yeah, yeah, the Rams were in pole point. position. Like The Rams every year were contending. It's just clearly golf was holding them back. Now, obviously, the quarterback situation, Denver, it's been just problematic year in and year out. It's clearly held them back but still it's not like denver's this team that has been knocking on the door like it's been a real struggle for him so that's why i still think russ has a lot of work that's you know a lot of work cut out for him let's just say and you know that division is gonna be insane if you have all four teams i think are ready to compete but russ we know him as such as this huge competitor but you know he's gonna have a lot to prove you know coming off i think a down year I know he had the finger issue, but just it seems like he's been quiet lately, and mm. you know the situation. But now he's going to be going up against the best, and it's just it's it's refreshing because I do think something needed to change in Seattle. I thought it was going to be either Schneider or Carroll, and I thought they're going to stick with Russ, but they opted to trade with Russ, and you know they got a lot of draft capital now. How to use it, utilize it will be fascinating, but you know it's it's exciting. But like, let's not compare Denver to the Rams. It's not even close. Did they give up a lot for Russ? You think? No, I think that's what you have to do. If anything, you got saved because from reports that were saying there was going to be three first-round picks to Washington, but Seattle didn't want to trade to an NFC team, mm. which I found a little bizarre. Like even though it's it's still Washington, you get an extra first-round pick. Nah, man, I would never care about that. If I'm a GM and I get Just a don't do division, deal, yeah. yeah, in division, I understand yeah. it a little bit because then you got to deal with them twice, mm-hmm. and then maybe a third time, but. Conference is conference. If yeah. I trade him to Washington, what does that matter to me? Yeah. You're in the conference. Big deal. Yeah. So what? So what happens if one day you play him in the Super Bowl? You're yeah. never got that move too? Like, it just doesn't make sense. Right. If I have a chance to get three ones as opposed to, to two. Right. But also, you know, after some of the moves they made, like, they've historically with Pete Carroll, like, they don't do well with their number one picks. Yeah, on draft fall. And, or they get rid of them, right? Yeah. Like, the Jamal Adams trade, they got, mm. some, they got some picks back. It'd be funny if the Jets, like, flipped that for, like, DK Metcalf. Oh no! You so you're basically giving back Seattle a draft pick for like DK Metcalf. Yeah, because Seattle now is in a complete rebuild. Can yeah. I give you a scenario? I think would be really cool. If you're Seattle, what do you have to play for this year? Develop talent, right? It, it's it's a four win team mm-hmm. without Russ. 
He did a private workout with Tyler Lockett, he being Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. Why not? It's there. Like Seattle's been the one team that's interested. Give him a chance. They're the one team that's interested. Yeah. You sign him. A huge majority of your of NFL fans are gonna be excited that a team gave Cap. Right. And it's also I don't want to say a built-in excuse, but it's a rational excuse that dude hasn't played football in five years, yeah. right? But it's there'll be a, a team that's going to be in the headlines because of the move. Oh, it would be exciting. Like, so it would be it, an yeah. intriguing thing. Right. And then anything that he could achieve mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. would be just like a bonus. Yeah. So you're a team that with without getting this Colin Kaepernick move, no one's going to care about you. You're not going to get any primetime games. I, I hope not. Please don't get any primetime <laughs> games. So. But this idea that you go out and you get Kaepernick, you just create a buzz and an excitement, and all of a sudden Seattle's going to have two, three primetime games. Think, Obviously, he got to become the starter yeah. also, but I just think it becomes a little bit more compelling. It's definitely compelling. The thing is, why I'm not optimistic at all is they had opportunity to sign in 2017. They brought him in for a tryout, and Pete Carroll just gave like some coach-speak answer, and mm-hmm. that was it. So Seattle does have history of trying to bring Kaepernick in. It just didn't, nothing came to fruition, so that's why... I really wouldn't get my hopes up. I wouldn't be surprised if they try to sign Jameis just to bring him in and compete. So. Yeah, because right now they got just Drew Locke. And we know that's not the answer. So No, nah, definitely not. Definitely not. Uh, all right. Now let's talk a little bit about some free agent moves. Um, we'll only talk about the things that we know for certain. There's some things that are rumored. Um, but what we know for certain, <laughs> I gotta. Can we keep some of that work? Because we're doing this on Tuesday afternoon. Things break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is Tuesday afternoon. It's yeah. six thirty Eastern time, and yeah, you'll be hearing this Wednesday morning, and then so yeah. on and so forth. Okay, I want to start with the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, wow, okay. Because I don't really understand what's happening in Dallas. Uh, it's they get rid of Amari Cooper and. I don't I don't agree with that because Dak his numbers are always better when Amari's out on the field from the moment he got traded there from the then Oakland Raiders. Mm-hmm. I think he's been someone that's been a security blanket for Dak Prescott. You give an extension to Michael Gallup who I like but is coming off an ACL surgery and you just threw this dude 23 million dollars fully guaranteed and he's a wide receiver who's built on speed like he's a speedster. Mm-hmm. And you also lose Cedric Wilson, who, look, he got paid very nicely mm-hmm. when he left, but he was a guy who, anytime he would step in, Dak trusted him. He scored some big touchdowns for them, made, made a lot of big plays. And then you extend Demarcus Lawrence, but then you lose like Randy Gregory, and the way they lost it too was funny too. Because yeah. like they announced that they signed them, and then the Denver Broncos Twitter with an amazing troll job. It was like that guy from the late night show, and it's like surprise because <laughs> they came in and, and and took him. I think the biggest issue for Dallas is the Zeke contract and not being able to get out of that. Some of the decisions that they've made have just been horrorsome for me. And these are consequences because they're losing a lot of talent. Like Gregory was like game changer last yeah. year he the, i remember that patriots game he was just at it so i think losing him today i know we talk about lawrence and parsons but still like they had so much versatility up front and he was a big piece of it so losing him is big um and then just now the adjustment on cooper because remember they trade a first round pick for cooper now trade i haven't seen a trade get criticized that much and like that trade was roasted by everybody and boy everyone was pretty much wrong yeah so they say he's not fit in the offense. I don't get that. Like he's been the offense for several years, but now all of a sudden he's not fit. Just I, I don't know if the, maybe he's lost a step, which I kind of doubt because he's still only twenty seven. But clearly, there's always been I don't know weird rumblings there. But uh, you know, I do like Gallup though. I I I would defend that move. I I think he's someone that's valuable. But in the process of losing Cooper, that's dicey. And it's just you look at the Z contract. It's just it. I don't know what can they do at this point because it's it's clear like Tony when Tony Pollard's on the field, big plays are going to happen, and Zeke adds the physical running element. He's a great blocker, but it's just that's what you're paying for at this point. Like, you, like look at the top running backs league in terms of who's getting paid between Chubb and Henry and Cook. It's just Zeke's not on that level anymore, man. And I just think they kind of got baited into making that move, and it's not put in a position where they're going to be chasing. Like this is not a team that I think of compete for a Super Bowl and unless Dak really elevates his game and Dan Quinn continues working with that defense 
it, things gonna be another frustrating year in Dallas. Not to mention how cope with Mike McCarthy. Yeah. So here's the thing, right? He had three 1,000 yard seasons as a Cowboy, 292 catches, 3,893 yards, and 27 touchdowns. He was a two time Pro Bowler as well. Everyone on Twitter was talking about like they cut the wrong guy. They cut the wrong guy. They should have cut Zeke. They they need to get away from that contract, but they can't. Yeah, right? I don't know the cap hit. With it's that. a dead cap figure of around thirty million dollars this year. Good Lord. And the Cowboys would incur an additional eleven point nine million cap hit if they cut him before June first. So the soonest that Zeke can leave Dallas would be next year. Yeah. Oftentimes, guys get traded or guy, players get cut. I know there's one situation I'm honoring with the Giants. Mm-hmm. James Bradbury, who I've been a big fan of. I think he's been an awesome signing for the Giants. I think the Giants, though, are in a rebuild where they're going to try to cut and make some sort of cap space because they don't have any. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes, guys like Amari, guys like James Bradbury get released or traded, not because they're bad players, not because they're past their prime. Mm-hmm. It's because, yo, dog, we can't afford it anymore. I've been Jarvis Landry. Yeah. yeah. Landry, another guy who gets mm-hmm. released, right? Mm-hmm. So I think with Amari Cooper, it would have been a $20 million dump is what they save by yeah. getting rid of that contract and you have to if you're a team like dallas because like Lyle collins is is expected to move on yeah. to move on as well so before you know it last couple of years what were you we talking about dallas offensive line being great and then frederick retires tyron smith in and out the lineup not still dominant mm-hmm. he but he was so elite where he yeah. was like clearly the no, it was tackle. him and trent williams and yeah. now now he's like still a top 10 tackle but the drop off between yeah. where he was and where he is now mm-hmm. And now that strength, yeah, they lost the starting left guard Connor Williams today to Miami, so it's, it's becoming just, a little bit of a weakness. Yeah, their 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 roster, like we were getting so excited about a few months ago, now it's just, boy, they better they better draft well. Yeah. Uh. All right. So Dallas for me a little head scratching. Is there is there any team so far that is uh, surprising you, whether good or bad? You just phrase. We got it we got to talk about the Chargers. Man. I mean, you know, I want to talk about the. Hold on, listen. <laughs> I, I love the Mike. First of all, keeping Mike Williams is a big fan because him and Herbert got that rapport. Like, and I, I love that they prioritized that. Absolutely. Yeah. I would have, I wouldn't have minded if they went elsewhere and upgraded, but you also need to factor in that chemistry is very also, important. Also, who's going to be an upgrade? I don't know who's out there. That would be better than him. That's true. That's, that's like, He's one of the best contested catch receivers in deep yeah. threats. Like, like to me, him and Gallup are similar, but Williams is more physical. Yeah, yeah. and he got the size too, yeah, and it's a so. big body. And you look at the rest of those yeah. wide receivers, not really like yeah. jumping off the screen as right. far as like size goes. But you're right. Like even Justin Herbert put out the put out a post like Mo's back, there or like Mo money or whatever. Yeah. It was. I mean, you got to keep your your crown jewel yeah. satisfied. Like that's what it is with Herbert. But the big thing with the Chargers has to be defensively because that's what ultimately let them down in big moments and. I, Cleo Mack's play is a bit dipped. I don't think he lived up to the hype in Chicago, but you're talking about him being a second edge rusher because Joey Bosa is still playing at top five level. Joey Bosa is still wrecking teams. But him and Mack off the edge together, I don't think I've been this excited about edge duo since Von Miller to Marcus Ware, mm. and they won a Super Bowl. So I don't know if the Char- I know you want the Chargers to win a Super Bowl. You've been hoping yeah. for it. But like to be Bosa and Mac together, like that just causes so much problems. And then they got more physical up front with Joseph Day, who I think would have gotten more fanfare if he didn't te- tear his pectoral in November because he wasn't part of the Rams Super Bowl right. run. But he's been a steady contributor for the past three years, and that we know how good those Rams defenses have been. But getting him has been a big move. And then J.C. Jackson, boy. That's a mass sign because to me, I don't think there's been many corners that have been better than him in the past two years. Yeah, my only concern for that is Belichick letting go of a corner with like no signs of wanting to re-sign him is always just a little. Just a it's little fair. It's fair. Right? That's fair. I still think he's. I trust also, the pedigree. Yeah. Right, but it's just like ah, oh, Bill, just to like yeah. let him go. But and but I think they also had to make the move because Chris Harris isn't the same player. Samuel Junior is a nice piece, but they needed corners. Like it yeah. just that Chargers, they just need to invest in defense because you just looked at at the end of last season, just like this team doesn't have much. Like, they couldn't get a stop. Yeah, they couldn't get a stop, and I think that's one of the reasons why they kept going for it on fourth downs too. <laughs> it's like yo. If we end up punting, the team's just going to go 90 anyway. Right. So what difference is it if we go for it on 4th and 12 from the 50-yard line or not? It's not going to make any difference. Mm-hmm. And, I, yo, I also, you know, they signed the guy from the Giants who I like too, Austin, Austin uh, Johnson, defensive tackle, okay. who, like, 
you know, a lot of people not really watching the Giants because they've been abysmal, but he's a guy who, like, he just occupies space. And they need that because teams ran on them. Like, yeah. you watch that Texans game. So he'll, he'll take on two blockers. They need that. And it's going to yeah. just free up linebackers to roll right. Derwin James in the yeah. box. It's it's those key moves that could build this line because you need defensive line that then. Yeah, that's why I'm really excited about the Chargers. Now it's just a matter of, you know, Maybe get a linebacker two in there. Maybe slip a little bit off its line. But ultimately now, like, I think this roster is ready. And it's going to fall on the coaching staff. Staley has a lot to prove. Lombardi, the offense coordinator, has a lot to prove. Like, that has to get right because how they fell apart in the second half of the season, was it was a really bad look. And it kind of reminded me. It was a little bit reminiscent of Arizona, which is mm. you don't want that kind yeah. of comparison. I'm not a fan of trading up in drafts to take a player unless it's a quarterback. Mm-hmm. But... The defensive tackle from Georgia, Jordan Davis, yeah. who's like six eight, three eighty. He wrecked the combine. Get him, LA. <laughs> get him. Well, they just up. invest a lot, of, but if they get another one, why not? Yeah, I mean, why not? Yeah, right. Like I know there. you've invested, but there's a guy who could be like a franchise right. defensive tackle, and just like mm-hmm. talk about taking on three, four blockers. That's what right. that dude would do. And uh, yeah, his combine stuff was fucking crazy mm-hmm. as well. But, I mean, yeah, the Chargers are, are clearly, clearly... Because they're making moves, too, Allen. I feel like that makes sense. But it's also... Yeah, which is important. Edge rusher, corner, interior tackle. Like, they Keeping need to make receiver, these moves. Yeah. yeah, so... And they know they have to maximize these next few years. Herbert on the rookie deal. So, this is the time. And just... AFC just continuing to improve. Yeah. So, you got you to gotta keep growing. And I think they realize, like, okay, Herbert's different. We know we have a real... Uh, generational talent however you want to phrase him but herbert's he's someone that's going to lead our franchise so now it's really got to build around him and do it by any cost like being aggressive and getting someone clear mac just shows what their intentions are this this thing right here is is something that everybody says about like capitalizing on the rookie quarterback mm-hmm. deal right like that's that's like a duh that's what you would want but it's misinterpreted because it's not only the rookie quarterback deal. You need that rookie quarterback deal to have that quarterback playing at an elite level. Right. Right. Set the so infrastructure. I saw with my team, the Giants have Daniel Jones on a rookie deal, right? Mm-hmm. And they make these big moves that don't work out. Mm-hmm. And then it just looks awful. Yeah. And now you're having to cut costs because if it does end up turning around, guess what? Even if Daniel Jones lights it up this year. Mm-hmm. What good is that for the Giants? They're gonna have to pay him thirty million dollars. Yeah. Say he has a career year, forty touchdowns, ten interceptions. Brian which, Dable, coach of the year. Right, Brian Dable, <laughs> coach of the year, the whole nine. But yeah. what does that do for the Giants moving forward? Now that you're gonna have to allocate so much money. To I mean, cap. he'd be a franchise quarterback then. I like, get that. Yeah. I get that. But like the, the the Joe Burrows of the world, Justin Herberts, you're looking at these teams. Hell, even like Zach Wilson, bro. I went back and I watched a little bit. I'm not putting him in the same realm, but I'm saying the idea of if you have a rookie quarterback on that contract and you could put the right pieces around him. I think that's what Jeff fans are hoping because they're, you want to talk about a team that's spending. Yeah, they're yeah. spending as yeah. well. I like the Tomlinson pickup. It just, it's going to be interesting who plays right guard between him and Vera Tucker because, man, they, they use that Seattle pick on a guard. So, you know, they're, they're building offense line slowly. It's just. It's just I'm just waiting for something with the Jets because I just I don't know it's it's hard to get invested in them because they've been irrelevant for so long and I just feel like their most of their games are meaningless. I know it sounds really messed up to say, but it's just when you watch them, it's just like okay, they're trying to develop talent, but it's just there's not much substance to this. Yeah, it's just like we're just waiting to see what they're building toward. The look of disgust in your face when I said Zach Wilson's name. Along with those guys, I just, I just was not, I was, I was to, not thrilled about his yeah, first. Year. I yeah, thought yeah. Zach Wilson was a bit of a disaster. So, <clears throat> well, I will say I rewatch. I've been doing a lot of like rewatching yeah. of, of certain things, and he is someone that played a lot better post mm-hmm. uh, him coming back from the injury, gotcha. which was promising. And also, like you know, Braxton Berrios, shouts to him. He hey, got, that's a he true got, underdog story. Yeah, he got a nice, you know, uh, guys like that. Uh, I'm happy for right. right. Made the All Pro team as a returner, the whole nine. Right. But he that's like who he was throwing to, yeah. who he was working with. Yeah. So can we talk about one of the greatest yearly traditions? Yeah, what is it? This time of year. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. It's just when the Jacksonville Jaguars have money and they just want to throw it around and see what happens. Oh boy. Oh boy! Real quick before we do though, because I mean, we uh, that was one of the teams I had spotlighted for sure to talk about. Nick Chavez, Christopher Velasquez, Derek Plates, Devin Rendon, Jordan Riley, Mike Wozniak, and Ryan Pisner. Thank you all for your monthly contributions to the Patreon. Patreon.com/slash Veterans Minimum. Get next week's episode up today <clears throat> at the time that you hear this. And shout out to Nick Chavez, my guy. He's on the mats with the BJJ. Competed over the weekend. Uh, has passed the one thousand dollar mark lifetime pledging to veterans minimum wow patreon salute so uh salute nick i am going to send you some exclusive shit really exclusive shit but yeah uh patreon.com slash veterans minimum guys thank you for your contributions okay the jacksonville jaguars (laughs) i mean dude what is happening you have cap space you have 200 $30 $30 million to spend. <laughs> yeah, spend it, but spend it smartly, uh, you no? Know, let's, we'll spend on some decent, good p- players in their prime, and yeah, I guess we'll have talent, but no, it's... What a mess. That's all. Like That's just... I don't know what their plan was, because the whole criticism going into the offseason was about Trent Balky. Trent Balky is probably top five most hated people in football. There are, there's a reason why Brian Leftwich did not take the job. And people just don't understand why he still has a job. Because we could talk about ownership. We could talk about Urban Meyer. But Balky was a big reason behind Jacksonville being the biggest embarrassment in the league last year. So, I just... You look at the contracts they're giving out. Outside of Brandon Sheriff, who I do think, when healthy, is a top-five guard. You know, That's the type of player you want to bring in. You know, someone that's a premium player at their position. That's my only signing that I like. Yeah, that... I. Fatukasi is interesting. Like I, I still think there's value in bringing run stuffers. Okay, ten million a year, not ideal, but you know he's a great story. People don't know him because he's from the Jets, but like he's someone that uh, just wins in the in the middle and just you know blows up gaps. And he's someone that can make a difference in the run. And also, if you think about it, like that division, you got two stud running backs you got to yeah. deal with. So the, so that makes sense. I, I dig that move because and he he's just a very hardworking player. The rest of it though, where to begin? Christian Kirk. I mean, dude, who, uh, I'm a huge Christian Kirk guy. I've yeah. always defended him all these years, but like, whoa, I mean. To me, he, I put out a tweet and I was like, yo, look, I've been a big Christian Kirk fan. He's talented. I'm happy he got his money. He's versatile. With that said, laughing my yeah. fucking ass off, too. Yeah, it, but you're, you're talking about a top 30 receiver getting paid like a top 10 player. To me, he's a good core piece in a real explosive offense well like, and also he needs to have a guy opposite of him right like his numbers drastically dipped right. once d hop went out yeah to me he's kind of like sterling shepherd <clears throat> i don't i like it yeah like to me he's a slot guy creates great separation you use him on end arounds and jet sweeps but when it comes to being a focal point and look maybe he's not the focal point because jackson's not a bunch of guys and they're just gonna throw a thing out there and see you know, what trevor lawrence could do but it's just for that contract, it's just there's no justification for it. You know, just a player like him, he's just not that type of talent. So that was bizarre. Uh, Foyle Luakon, I think, awesome story. So he was drafted by the Falcons in the sixth round. He actually only played linebacker for a year at Yale. He was used to be a safety. 
then he transferred to being a linebacker. And he really came on the scene in 2020. I thought one of the best softball linebackers. But last year, I had a down year. I think his numbers are inflated by tackle numbers. You, you know it's a bad sign when a linebacker is getting talked about because of his tackle numbers. Like you, There needs to be more of analysis when it comes to breaking down linebacker play than just tackles. And you know he's he's just not that top-tier linebacker. He didn't play like a last year, and I just think giving him that money while cutting Miles Jack in the process makes no sense. So that was another baffling move. Zay Jones, three years, $30 million. Why do that and just say, buy DJ Chark? To me, DJ Chark's the much better player. I don't get why giving Zay Jones that contract for, what, six good games? Ah, Jaguars. Wasn't even really a starter with the Raiders, right? No, he just had, I think him and Derek Carr were really close. Derek Carr would talk about how much Zay Uh, Jones puts the work in. Right, right. We're we're always working together. But, like, he came on end of the season. He's probably a big reason why they made the playoffs. But we're giving that kind of contract out, and it's just, I don't know. I just don't really think they improved when they had the – finances to improve they didn't really take that next big step well it goes back to what we were talking about just a little bit ago about the taking advantage of the rookie contract like yeah trevor lawrence is under a rookie contract and maybe he takes the next step in year two that's something i'm definitely monitoring and yeah you have all this cap space but use it wisely that's why i love all the moves that the charges made because they all make sense and they brought in guys that are top guys at their position too yeah whereas the jaguars didn't just one yeah I didn't even mention your favorite player. My boy. Good fucking riddance. Peace. I mean, the main thing about that, it's more of a Giants thing than it is an Evan Ingram thing. Yeah. The, the the biggest sign of him leaving the Giants is that add him to the long list of players the New York Giants draft in the first round and have not signed the second contract with the team. Man. Since 2007, only JPP and Odell have signed the second contract with the Giants as first-round picks. And guess what? Got traded a year after that. Yikes. So when people tell me, oh, you need first-round picks, man. Get first. Don't give up your first-round picks. I don't know what the fuck hey, you're talking hey, about. Hey, hey, hey. Don't, look, you just need a competent organization. Come on now. The, the, the role model franchise. Okay. Oh, clearly, that was 10 years ago. Now, not so much. That's that's a that's a Giants issue. Don't look. First round picks are valuable. Like we we've seen that. Like it's just a matter of actually having the organization, you know, the infrastructure to assess talent and actually build a roster. Like no, first round picks are valuable. You're not winning that. You need that talent to build up. The Rams needed the likes of Cup and Gurley and Goff to, to get out of the slums and you know Aaron Donald and all that. Like. Mm. You don't build a super team. Well, Cup wasn't round. a first-round pick. Oh, my apologies. Okay. Right. No, but he was drafted, drafted though. Yeah, I'm it. talking about, like, right, right. homegrown players. Like, yeah. the draft still, like, you need to build a core before you're going to build, right. you know, start dishing out picks. So, no, that's a know, giant man. issue. I've, al- I've always felt like it's it's such a weird – I don't want to call it polarizing, mm-hmm. but it is it is – one that gets a lot but, of different responses. But where where does Elite long term like we'll see where do the Rams end up these next two, three years? Because well, I'll tell you though, the team that went all in was the Broncos. And after they won the Super Bowl, we'll look where they've been. And I know winning the Super Bowl is huge and no one's downgrading that, but the longevity of it, giving up all these first round picks and going all but in. Do you think as a GM you're thinking that far down the road? If if like your job is on the line too? Like the worst thing that that owners allow to happen and the worst scenario to be in, you see it more so in the NBA is like NBA trade deadline, a GM that's on the hot seat gives up three first-round picks down the road and like a bunch of assets to bring in this star. Like uh, the the Pistons did that when they brought in Blake Griffin mm-hmm. from the Clippers and they had just opened up this new arena right. and they wanted to fill in the seats. Like that's the worst case you could be in as a franchise. I think the Bears just did that. So like if you're, if you're a GM... Does that even matter? Are you going to be around to have those first round like, picks? Like, well, look what happened with Ryan Pace. He went in for Fields, and his days were already kind of numbered, and now him and Nagy were gone. Yeah, and now the guy that comes in for him doesn't have a first round pick this year. Yeah. So, like, to me, first round picks, yeah, if I have the option, but you also need to see what they turn out to be. You also want to know who you're exactly going to trade for. How is this person going to add ve- like, how much is he going to be a different man? Because you're, you're trading a first-round pick to get a game-changer. Right. So Yeah, I'm not saying it, to trade a first-round pick for a jobber. Yeah. But, like, if the option is on the table, hypothetically speaking, 
I can get Devontae Adams for a number one pick. I'm going to do that. Okay. Yeah, obviously. I'm not saying I'm going to do that for like... <laughs> but we're talking Devontae. We're talking about the right, Krivikrov, yeah. But that's what I would give up right. a first-round pick for. Right. So if I'm the Rams and I give up a first-round pick for a guy that I think is the missing piece for me in Matthew Stafford... Oh, yeah, you do. Especially yeah. quarterback also. You also got to look at position. Like, no one ever again will do a first-round pick for a safety. Like, it's just not yeah. going to happen. Well, unless you're Seattle. And then you end up giving up your franchise quarterback because you need to get some assets back. Oh, but we went on a spiral because of the Giants yeah. and, and Evan Ingram, who is... You want to make note of some signings? Like, you, any signs to you that stood out? Let's talk about some players. Well, I think one that is definitely... Um, well, we, we touched on the Bengals, the two offensive linemen, which is exactly what they need to do. Right, re-signed B.J. Hill as well, who... I don't know if you're a little bitter about because he was part of that Giants, that Billy Price or BJ Hill. That looked like a total throwaway trade. And at the end of it, the Bengals got a pretty solid detail. Yeah. So. yeah, and they gave the franchise tag to Bates, so they keep him there. Right. Um, I, I mean, the, the ones that jumped out the, the page was what Denver did and then what the Chargers did, in my opinion. And then what the Jaguars did, but for different reasons. Mm. Uh, there's not much else that really jumped out to me, man. I, I like, you know, you know what kind of move I like a little bit? I like... Uh, J.D. McKissick going to Buffalo. I think that's interesting. They also got Roger Saffold, mm-hmm. which was that's the type of signing a championship team needs. Solidify a position, even if it's a one or two year rental. Like Roger Saffold, someone that's like a enforcer. He's a commanding presence. So, you know, these are the type of veterans you need. So I, I love that move as well. I was a little surprised Tennessee let him go, but then they also had to re-sign Ben Jones. So mm-hmm. I, I understand why. Uh, I think Justin Reed going to Kansas City. Could be well, a I was going to bring that up because also it's that's. It's over for Tyron Matthew over there. Yeah. Where, like, you know, he really flourished as a leader and a playmaker. And that was, like, the honey badger that we saw mm-hmm. and we all fell in love with. And who knows? He'll flourish in Baltimore. I think it's an exciting move. I, I just don't know what Baltimore's defense is going to look like because they had Martindale for so long. You know, I don't know what they're going to look like now. But, look, honey badger is always someone that's going to be around the ball. And I just think Baltimore's defense, they need that edge back. Well, are they going to still get a safety? They just gave five years, $70 million to Marcus Williams. Oh really? Yeah. This broke. didn't the Ravens get? Am I blanking? No, nah, there there hasn't been any news on on uh, Tyron Matthew yet. Didn't the Ravens get him? I don't oh, know. <laughs> I thought I thought Honey Badger went to Ravens. Let me see. It's not up here. I'm looking at the NFL free agency tracker. There hasn't been anything. Oh, Potential damn. homecoming to the Saints. I don't know. Oh. There's not a all that. I saw. I saw a tweet on Twitter. He, I thought he was agreeing to like a three year deal. No, you know it is that time of year with the Twitter accounts get you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I fell. I, I fell for one earlier where it was. So like, wait, they uh, got Marcus Williams. Saints say. Oh, then Marcus. Then Williams, Badger yeah. stuff. If they're investing that much in safety, Marcus Williams yeah. very solid safety too. So can can I give you a team for him to go to? Colts. Talking Honey Badger. Yeah. Yeah, Colts need some. They need some playmakers. Like a playmaker in the secondary? I know last year they had uh Julian more. Blackman is yeah. also coming on. But I just think the Colts, you know, it would be cool if they had like the, you, know, you got the all three levels between mm-hmm. Buckner, Leonard, and Matthew got difference makers. That would be cool. But, you know, we were talking about quarterbacks are like, the Colts are in a weird position now. Like, what are they going to do? Like, I, know, I know. Everyone has like Jimmy G going there. If I'm them, I'm trying to go all out and get Derek Carr. See, see what it will take to get Derek Carr. Wow. I think Carr is the only player that could really elevate them. And look, I love Matt Ryan. I think Matt Ryan would do well in Indy, but I don't think Matt Ryan takes him over the top. I think the Colts would have to add much more if Matt Ryan would I do mean, something. Matt Ryan and Carson Wentz, isn't it essentially the same kind of guy? All right, I'm going to leave this podcast. That is <clears throat> so insulting. No, that is... That's a one of the worst takes I've ever heard. As far as no advancing the team, I'd no. rather keep once over Matt Ryan at this point in his career. You are using not watch enough Colts football. Who do, who would you prefer, Matt Ryan? Without hesitation, do you see the turnovers Carson Wentz makes? Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan and Indy, they're making the playoffs. They Matt Ryan doesn't lose them games. See so what I'm Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. First off, I thought I had a resurgent year last year. I thought Matt Ryan played legitimately well with a horrible supporting cast. Dude, Carson Wentz it, with the turnovers is just a huge liability. There's no mm-hmm. getting around it. So to compare Wentz with Ryan, blasphemous. I just think that Derek Carr is 
a better, like he's better than both of those yeah, guys. Yeah, absolutely. No, so, Derek Carr would make I'm, a bigger I'm difference. I'm saying like Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan, it's not that much of a difference. I think Matt Ryan takes into the playoffs and could win a playoff game. I think <clears> Derek Carr, they can make an actual run with. I think Matt Ryan at most wins in the playoff game. Carson Wentz, the Ryan's on the Carson ball. Wentz had 12 turnovers last year in total. It could have been a lot worse. If you watch those games, it yeah. could have been a lot. It, I, I never would have guessed that. I would have said it was like 20 yeah. because it always seemed like he would just make. He made. He made bad. We had this conversation, ironically enough, about Derek Carr and Carson Wentz in my group chat with my friends. And we were talking about, like, Impy put out the. He, he's like, yo, he threw only seven interceptions. He's like, yeah, but numbers could be misleading. Sometimes mm-hmm. a lot of those interceptions came, like, on his two yard line and he's uh-huh. getting tackled and he's throwing a pass left handed. Uh-huh. Like, the timely interceptions and turnovers, those matter more to me. Than if he was to just throw 12 interceptions. Well, of course, yeah. Because I've always been a guy who like, yo, not all interceptions are made equal. Right, absolutely. Some are bona fide punts. Yeah. Don't turn it over in your 20 yeah. or in their 20. Right. Besides that, if you're at the 50 and you throw like a, a deep post and it gets picked off on yeah. third and 15, you're trying to make a play. I can live with that. Yeah. It's the like Andrew Luck thing. Yeah. That, that was a weird thing with Stafford. He was doing both things. He was turning the ball yeah, over too much of the 20s, yeah. but then he would have arm punts. It was like, yeah. it was too much yeah. of this. Uh, Speaking of Andrew Luck, if you're Ursay, you, do you... Just hey man, what's going on? Did you see his size? This guy's not left the weight since he retired. Like he is not. But physically... he still lives in Indy. I was reading some reports that people see him like he, around I mean, the he town. He's a low key. Like nah, he's done with football. He I think he's really distanced himself. Yeah, yeah. But so. do you at least like call like hey Andrew? I mean, if you want to, you know, like, well, calls nice. He's a legend. Like yeah, like he's an icon there. Like. I think I think you just call, you know, yeah. like check in, come by the facility, see the guy, see the team, yeah. maybe, you know, here's Hey, they, they, wait, did he I don't think he played with Reggie Wayne cuz you know Reggie Wayne's a receivers coach down in Indy. He played with Reggie Wayne. Oh, he did play with Reggie. Yeah. Wayne. Okay, so, you know, Reggie He didn't Wayne. play with like Jonathan Taylor, the offensive line wasn't as good, you know, so it's like maybe No, he was there that one year. Remember uh Quinn Nelson's rookie year. Colts Colts old line started building in 2018. Right. Yeah, they Yeah, they, you're right, you're they right. They capitalized then, on that trade with the Jets, that Darnold yeah. trade, which boy, that Backfire. Uh, I, I do want to mention, you know, we were making fun of Arizona a little bit. I do love because you know me, man. When when talented running backs get paid, I'm all for it. Running backs get your money. James Conner, after a year he had, I'm happy for him. You know, it's very rare for th- and they got rid of Chase Edmonds too. You know, they couldn't keep both. Right, yeah. right. And I do think Edmonds could do something in Miami. I think Edmonds has legitimacy. But I was really happy for James Conner because I thought he at one point was like the centerpiece of that offense, and it was just week in and week out just making plays and i think when you see what he did for that team he deserves to be rewarded so i didn't like the Ertz move that much but i think at least keeping connor you know, uh, keeps them afloat offensively because you know there's gonna be at least you know systematic changes gotta be made there because after their downfall it's just there's gonna it, there's a lot of mystery in arizona so at least they got their workhorse is there anyone that has swindled NFL teams and organizations more than Kirk Cousins. <laughs> he is the quarterback what did, swindler. What did Damian Woody tweet? I think he said Kirk Cousins in the Business Hall of Fame. Yeah, he's definitely in the Business Hall. I mean, dude, he's made over two hundred thirty million dollars in guaranteed money. Signed a one-year extension for thirty-five million, fully guaranteed. Puts his contract through twenty twenty-three and reduces the cap hit. It's just so he is fifty-nine, fifty-nine and two in his career. It's just and I think only so Brady has made more money than him. That is wild. But I will say this. I'm going to give him credit because he's taken the franchise tag back-to-back years with Washington. He had taken the franchise tag. And then he signed those, like, three-year... Yeah, no, he so so he, like he, he's he been take, through it. He's been he through didn't it. take yeah. the seven year extension. He would take yeah. those shorter extensions. Let me clarify. When we're criticizing a player, anything, we're not taking like a personal shot. And like you know, we're talking about Christian Kirk's deal. No, get your money. Like however you do your money as a player, more power to you. Because we've seen how NFL teams treat these players. Within a year or two, they get cut. Look at someone like Kyle Van Noy signs a big deal. Now you're gone. Like NFL players get your money. Like it's not oh, absolutely. So we're we're being critical organizations. So when I criticize the Kirk Cousins move, I'm criticizing the Vikings because it's just they're just like in this malaise right now where I don't see where it's progressing by making this kind of move. Like to me, I feel like you had your window and now it's clearly gone without Spielman and Zimmer. And okay, you bring in someone from the McVay tree and maybe the offense will be a little more exciting, but it's still 
you might be a six, seven seed at most with this. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's just another year of delay. And you just, at some point, watch Justin Jefferson get pissed off. You better, you better make sure, like Justin Jefferson, you got to make sure it doesn't want out at some point because it's just him and Cousins, there's been friction. And, you know, I'd be concerned because Justin Jefferson, to me, is their most valuable piece because, you know, I'm, I love me some Dalvin Cook, but Cook isn't the most reliable player. Right. And I mean, we've seen Cook step out, and then Madison has these monster games. Where like Justin Jefferson, I feel like you take him off; he's more valuable to that offense, in my opinion, based on what's behind yeah, him. Nine close than, yeah. than Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Uh, do you want to mention anything about Aaron Rodgers? Like coming back, signs the extension. No, Aaron Rodgers gets too much attention. <clears throat> he needs to go just do your thing. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, Green Bay, I do like the. I think they're making strong moves to making sure. They're intact defensively. Love seeing Devondre Campbell get paid. What a story. In Atlanta, kind of flamed out. Arizona didn't work out. Literally took a one-year, $2 million deal to go play in Green Bay and play like an all-pro linebacker and now gets a long-term deal well-justified. Same goes for Preston Smith. So, you know, Green Bay, they're kind of like – I compare them with Tampa. It's just like I don't know what they're doing with the cap situation and, of course, you know how they're going to work with De- Devontae Adams. That's a whole other deal. But it's just like these two contenders, just like how they're going to maneuver and how they're going to yeah. make sure they're ready to compete for a Super Bowl next year. They slapped the franchise tag on him, but he said that he's not going to play on the tag in yeah. 2022. Dude, that's not going to work with him. And I mean, you know, any anytime guys like Christian Kirk get paid, I feel like Devontae Adams is like, oh, man. But look at the responses. Like A.J. Brown, I think he posted like the T.I. nod or something. Uh, oh, Jalen Ramsey tweeted out, Oh man, I gotta oh, go sorry, play. Yeah. I mean Ramsey, come on, bro, you got paid too. So like, let's not get no. But these receivers are yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's not like at least like Ramsey's getting paid. And he's like, like, they're making that chicken though, yeah. man. Like, oof. Like, I, I had no receiver money. It was like this. I thought I knew edge rusher money because you've seen the Gregor deal. I think Hassan Reddick going to Philly. That could that could be cool just because Philly they depend on the rotational system when it comes to the D line. And I think maneuvering in and out, Reddit could be a good piece there. So I like that move. I think DJ Chark going to Detroit. I I, I wanted to land to get DJ Chark. I was disappointed they didn't make much of a push for him. I think DJ Chark in Detroit could make some waves. So credit to my man Dan Campbell taking kneecaps. <laughs> him, DJ Chark, I'm I'm Ron Brown. It's a nice duo. Yeah, 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 yeah. He just gotta stay healthy though. Yeah. Um. All right, man. Look, there's still some notable free agents available. Still some you good want to ones. Name some names. I know it's, is Teron Armstead still out there. I'm, I'm surprised by that because a top tier left tackle still be on the market is something. Yeah, so far yeah. he's nothing. I mean, at the time of recording, your boy Koo. Oh, Koo's back. The, hey, give him whatever he wants, dude. I think I saw some posts like, "Oh, this is why the Falcons are a joke organization." I'm like, dude. Come on, Koo won like four games last year. Don't criticize paying the kicker. Hey, yo, what about his career too, man? Remember, like he was. He oh, was he was part of the Chargers. Car- yeah, yeah, he was a part of the Chargers man. curse. The one of many Chargers kickers that got just did not work out, but he rose above it. Now he's so so. Teron Armstead still available. Von Miller still available. Chandler Jones still available. We talked about Honey Badger, the great Cordell Patterson. I've not heard much about him. Allen Robinson also. I. Wouldn't be surprised if his market's quieter than usual because he's come off a real down year. Yeah. So I don't think he's going to be... Maybe like a one-year prove-it, you think? or Maybe not one-year prove-it, but I just don't think teams are going to be like aggressively pursuing mm-hmm. him right away. Yo, what about Bobby Wagner getting cut too, right? Like, oh, that's that another was... focal piece, yeah. I, I, that I, guy's I, going to the Hall of Fame, bro. Absolutely. Like, like just, first ballot. Yeah, just his longevity. Like We're talking about almost a decade of... I think he's made all eight all-pro teams. Ridiculous. Like, yeah, the? I think I'm. I'm interested to see what team. I feel like there's gonna be like a sweepstakes for him. But if any team's gonna try to get him, I think Dallas will be there because him and Dan Quinn have a great connection. So be on the lookout for that. But yeah, whoever gets him, if you need linebackers, go get him. Like, hey, Chargers, make some. Want make one more splash? Go get Bobby Wagner. Mm. I think Bobby Wagner's uh, from Cali as well. Wow, that would be interesting. Yeah. Kind of makes sense for Dallas to go get him too if they can well, find the, got the Dan Quinn yeah. connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, I'm trying to think of any other free agents off the top of my head. I got some listed here. Yeah. So Clowney, Zadarius Smith, Calais Campbell, Melvin Ingram, Gronk, Landry. Now, well, Gronk's going back to Tampa. <clears throat> Jerry Hughes, Akeem Hicks. Yeah. Akeem Hicks, a big one. I'm very excited to see who, when healthy, he's a menace. Yeah, Juju. Yo, Juju's 25, bro. I don't know. I 
you need a slot receiver, fine. But I don't know why his market would be that high. I think yeah. Juju's a very limited player at this point. I know he's young, but it's just I think we've seen his like what he is as a player. Like I would, if you bank on him to be your number one, you're asking for trouble. Bro, they got Will Fuller on this list too. Man, I would love the Falcons get Will Fuller, dude. If you need a deep threat, get Will Fuller. Just take it. Take a chance. To me, Will Fuller is this like generations Deshaun Jackson. You just a little more issues, but if you need a deep threat, take Will Fuller. I mean, there's not much else that I see here as far as free agents that can. Jameis, <clears throat> someone sign Jameis. I like, oh, we, oh, we! I'm shocked you want to get your jokes off about a certain other free agent quarterback that got signed. Oh, Trubisky, yeah, to Pittsburgh. I you know the deal's not bad though, like seven and a half million a year for a quarterback. But just I hope he's not the default starter because if he is, this, the Pittsburgh, what are we doing? You had no. Comment. I mean, uh, what do you want me to say about about Trubisky? Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, the team is good. The team is way better. It's probably the best team he's been on. Man, that that Chicago team in 2018 was really good. They had a legit, yeah, and they made the playoffs. Best I get defense that. in the league. Well, like, oh, they have more playmakers. Yeah, yeah. Steeler playmakers. Are yeah, definitely way they, better. Yeah, they got three good ones. And I, I'd even say like the Steelers defense is no slouch either. No, like, you're, got, right, you're right. So, so. <clears throat> I just I just want them. They better draft the QB. Just don't don't make Trubisky a default starter. Yeah, yeah, because that's asking for trouble. Yeah, I mean, look, congrats! He won the Nickelodeon MVP award. So, <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a prestigious honor. Um, all right, man. Yeah, I think uh, is a good place for us to stop. We'll do a check in sometime next week, mm-hmm. or if any craziness comes in. But uh, how? Yeah, w- what move you think? Besides me, like a Chandler Jones, like, I don't know what other big move that could happen. I just feel like the NFL last week with all the trades, like just trade after trade, kind of. Well, I all. think. I think the only moves as I look at this list here, like Chandler Jones, like I would rather target Chandler Jones over Von Miller personally. Oh yeah, I think no, Von Miller got a spark because he went to a team that was ready to win a Super Bowl, so he got. Mm-hmm. So if Von Miller goes to like a championship contender, mm-hmm. I could see him being into it. But if you're like a, if you're a team that's a borderline playoff team, that it's more likely you don't make the playoffs mm-hmm. as opposed to make it. I wouldn't want to pay Von Miller. No. Because it's still going to command the big price tag. Right. Yeah. So I feel like if you're Von Miller, you want to go to a team like Dallas would be interesting. They just lost Gregory. Right. But then they have a lot of money tied up to that. Yeah. Pass but that's the kind of team that yeah. I would go to. I agree with that. Like, I, I wouldn't go to Washington. No, no, no. no. Like, what are you going to do there? Yeah. Uh, unless you get the bag. Like, if they throw you $20 million I, I, a year. I think Von could get his bag wherever. But, uh, <clears throat> but I would prefer yeah. Chandler Jones. Who would you like of the two? Oh, Sean Jones has been the more consistent player for like the past three years. Yeah. Von Miller has battled a lot of injury issues. I think this point is kind of more of a situational edge rusher now, but Chandler Jones is the complete package. I'm, I'm very interested to see you know, who ends up with him because you're getting someone that pretty much plays every down. But, uh, you know, we haven't talked about, we can wrap up here, uh, especially after what happened Friday, just, you know, the Sean Watson news is going to ramp up now. The sweepstakes has started. I saw your guys are in on it, right? Yeah, I shaking my head but we'll see i don't know i just think teams should perceive a caution it's there's still a lot going on there you still have 22 civil suits like you know i it looks like he's not get suspended so team, i understand why teams get proactive because you look at a team like new orleans for instance like to me i think new orleans they have to make this trade mm. like, i think new orleans they still have a roster that's good like, i still think new orleans can compete so if you're new orleans you do it but of course you know do your full background check but if you're a team like Carolina or Atlanta, I just I don't see a reason behind it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's such a tricky, mm-hmm. tricky conversation. To but have but it's I think the trade's a matter of time though. Yeah. I think, oh, I mean he, I think after Friday the floodgates are now open. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I know Seattle's out on him. I know the Saints are interested, like you said. Um Yo, what about him to Pittsburgh? Brian Flores is there. I mean, it'd be a fit. They, he would elevate them. He would elevate them too. He would man. elevate them. Like, it's just Pittsburgh isn't known for taking much character concerns. That's right. The thing. Yeah. So. Right. You just sometimes have to look at organizations like New Orleans takes chances, and uh, I think New Orleans is more desperate. Pittsburgh, they never like resemble the desperate team. Like even though they should definitely pursue a quarterback, but you know maybe they'll draft one in their first, second round. Mm-hmm. But 
I'm just telling people, like, I think a Watson trade is going to happen sooner rather than later. So that's why I brought it up. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's probably the only quarterback that would go somewhere right now that can have an impact. And I think it'll probably end up in NFC, so it will help the NFC. Make it a little better? Yeah. The conference? Oh, oh, yeah, because say we want by Watson on the field speaks for itself yeah yeah no nah, i mean dude you saw this guy go up against like mahomes and stuff yeah. and like he you know he fits the part and yeah now prior to all the stuff that went down with him this is a guy who had a career year without d hop all right so, so like this is a guy who can play and if and if he was to go to pittsburgh danny was talking about my buddy danny i was at his house over the weekend he's a huge sealer fan mm-hmm. he's like yo i think i think they somehow get watson and i completely blanked out on the brian mm-hmm. flores thing mm-hmm. Because after I saw that, you know, he got let go by Miami, how that whole shit show went down. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of just like flew under the radar. No one was giving him a job. And then he goes on that staff. I was like, oh, shit, the connection between yeah, it could work. Flores and Watson. They need a quarterback yeah. now, too. Like, why not? Yeah. No, it, <clears throat> that could be a dark horse. It just we haven't seen any news about him. It's right. been, for most part, New Orleans, Carolina, and then Atlanta today. Mm-hmm. So NFC South, it's on. Chaos, right? Hey man, MC stuff. Someone's got to challenge Brady. Yeah, <laughs> they'll probably be like minus nine hundred to win the division this yeah. year, Tampa Bay. Oh, right here. All right, man. This is a good place to stop. Uh, check out some of the pods that I've dropped over the last couple of weeks. Uh, my buddy Matt Pavage, comedian, he was on. Um, had a podcast with a gambling addiction expert. That's gonna be part two. Is already up on Patreon. Part one was last week, and. Part two is going to come out on Friday, so a three-podcast week for you guys. Um, Monday, my guy Chris, he's a big promoter and runs a couple of nightclubs out in Vegas. We had him out there, and we talked about like the Vegas flu. He validated the Vegas flu I've been telling you about oh. for a long time. He's like, bro, I've seen some players at 7 in the morning okay. partying, and then they got a game at 4 in the afternoon, and he's like, oh, them boys are not going to be ready. Something tells me if this was years ago, I would say Albert Hainsworth. <laughs> So check out some of the stuff. Uh, thank you all for listening. At Veterans Minimum, you can find the show. Big announcement on Veterans Minimum coming up in the near future. Got some really fun stuff coming out. Uh, something that the Patreon members have really helped happen. Uh, mostly the pa- Patreon members who uh, contribute money on a monthly basis. And at Nick Day is 10, as you can find me, Alan. Alan Sterk, A-L-L-E-N-S-T-R-K. And we'll catch you guys later this week. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.